Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Welcome. Amen. Thank you for all your texts. If I've not answered your text yet, don't worry, it's coming. Hallelujah. But it was a very warm feeling and just seeing that the church is moving on. Amen. Camps have happened. Hey. Outreaches have happened. All kinds of things have happened. Mid-Sems were happening around the time I was going. Charlie, I'm going to check sound. No matter me, Chiaku. Ah, please beg them to add two CDs of sound for us so that. Amen. And this morning, I really enjoyed everything that you've done. God bless you so much. May you also be honored by the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I have enjoyed every bit. Hey, somebody has paid tighter. He said they have given him how many zeros in his momo? The film stars. Hey, I see your phone also. Some momos dropping, 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 dropping. Hey, wait, oh, wait. But I learned from you that it's not by tapping, it's by tithing. Ah, I'm just reminding you, I'm just reminding you. I'm, I, I, I heard it this morning. So God bless all of you. CPS, film stars, choir, that was a very powerful... You know, some things, some songs are not easy to do. So when I heard the intro of the last song, I was like, hmm. Do they really want to do this song? Russell, you know the song. They hit all the notes at the top there. Beautiful. God bless you so much, and thank you. Thank you so much. Lady Rebehumi, I left them in your care, and I've come to meet them. Doing well. I've come to meet them. Let us pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for for all that you've done, for keeping us in our time that we were separated. You've kept everyone, and we're just so grateful. Thank you, Lord, that even though some of the days were ups and there were downs, when we put it all together, we have a wonderful story, and we we are so grateful. Even as we've come back together, Lord, I pray that we'll continue to move ahead and to cherish you and to just love you. Thank you so much for everything. This morning, as your word comes shortly, let it just touch us in our inner man. And to you, indeed, be all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. 
Amen. This morning, I have asked them to take us off the live feed. And um, <laughs> don't worry, Pastor Den, it's just delete everything. You can put it up later on, but not now. I mean, it may not come. It may come up. It may not come up. But I'll tell you why. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be back with you. We've been talking about tithing. And I hope that your faith is being stirred or has been stirred. Amen. But I wanted to just have the freedom to share a couple of things. That's why I went offline. Are you, the, are you here? I don't normally say much from the pulpit when I travel and I come back. But I felt that it's in order this time. And I'll tell you why. You see, when you are a tithe payer, what you are exercising is your faith or the lack of it. On my way to, huh, Gloria, I'm now seeing you. <laughs> On my way to, um, to India, I was wondering what I would find because the first time I went there was 2012, and as I was leaving, they had just had some election be, and a certain party had come into power. And when I was leaving, the Christians who I was with told me that it's a very bad thing that has happened and that the party that had come into power was going to force Hinduism on them. So as I was going back this time, I was wondering, what is the state of the church? Are you there? I didn't go to our church. I went to the, some non-UD churches, and I was just wondering, what has happened to this church that has been for the past 11 or 12 years under a party that has said that we don't want Christianity here, we don't want Islam here, and we want everybody to be Hindus. Now, because of the way the world is, they cannot enforce it. Do you understand when I say they can't enforce it? Like, you can't just get up and kill all the Christians. They cannot work like that or kill all the Muslims because the world will also take a stand against you. Not everybody has a Putin. <laughs> or not everybody is a Putin who would defy everybody. Are, are you with me? So I was just wondering because... Certain laws had been passed. For example, there is something they call the anti-conversion law. The anti-conversion law says that if you share your faith with another person, the person converts. Remember, the only people who share their faith like that are the Christians. And the person converts, they will arrest you. If you, if you baptize somebody, for them, that's the cardinal sign of a conversion. Inside the jail, you shall go. There is no permission to hold outdoor rallies. Are you there? Hey, am I talking to you or not? There is no church, there is no church that meets as we do. Have you seen how many doors do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, about 16 doors and all the doors are open. Everywhere, if you have a church, the doors are all shut. Yes, the doors are all shut. And there's some small, I mean, they ventilate by whatever means they use. Are you there? Many of the churches have had to go soundproof. If you buy a piece of land and you say that you want to build a church, you will never get a permit. And so you must use another means to get it. So the persecution of the church is real. Hello, are you, are you still listening to what I'm saying? They cannot believe what we tell them, because they asked us whether in our country we are free to preach. 
And we said, oh, but we can even just put a box on the room. In fact, you don't even need a box. You can just take a microphone and something and you start shouting. Is it true or it's not true? Yeah. They said anywhere. We said anywhere. If you like middle of the road safe, you can do anywhere. You are there. So I was just wondering I was, as I was going that, hey, these people, how is their faith? How is it going to be? Would the churches, will they have become smaller? Will they be close to closing down? Uh, is it not a legitimate question? After all, you, even with exams, cry, if we don't come and chase you, you would have closed down. Hmm. Amen? When I got there, I went back to churches I had been to before, and I was surprised at many things. The first thing I realized was that the church is moving stronger than ever. They are not intimidated at all. They fly under the radar. You will notice, for instance, that my status was totally silent. I sent no pictures. I posted nothing on Facebook for the simple reason that if I had posted, or every day I was in a church, and if I post it on Facebook, when I'm coming out, I may be stopped. You know, I said, please, as I've come, I just want to go back home. Let me finish. <laughs> but even more importantly, you may create problems also for the churches that you went to. So I went to find these people. I was going to preach, and I said, oh, in my church, I easily preach about evangelism, fruitfulness. How do you preach such things? Hey, our MD, our first MD, not this one. MD is in church. <laughs> oh, Charlie, you can stand and wave at us. Stand and wave, stand and wave. Just stand and wave, Charlie. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reminding you of it that the title, he inherited it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, so I was wondering, but I'm very happy to tell you that evangelism is going on. And unlike us, who need to be organized to evangelize? Charlie, the guys, they evangelize everywhere and anywhere. They took us on one Saturday that we had a few hours for free. We were taken to what is the second largest beach in the world. It's called the Marina Beach. Me, as I went, my only mind was that, I've, look, I'm tired, I'm going to relax. Are you there? But one of the Indian ladies that we were with, we are relaxing, oh, we're relaxing. And she saw some fishermen who had come with their catch. I mean, the place was, there were a lot of people. And she drew closer. The catch was not large. And she's just standing there. She starts talking. Oh, today your catch isn't large. She's saying this in their language. She translated for us. Your catch isn't large. You need Jesus to help you. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm talking about a country where you can be arrested for preaching. So, the man looks at her. She said, yes, yeah, so. Because, you know, Jesus told Peter that he should push his boat out. And after he finished using the boat, he told Peter that he should let down his net for another catch. And Peter let down his net for another catch. And that day, he had to call his friends to help him. That's how Jesus can help you. And after saying then she just continues strolling. She has preached. Has she not preached? Ah, you see, the way you are even quiet, you don't even recognize preach. Has she preached or she hasn't preached? But do you know something? About 10 minutes later, 
the three guys who she was talking about, we turned and looked. There they were pushing their boat back out. Going back into the sea to go and let down their net. Maybe you may be thinking, is this about fish? No. The word she had spoken, that seed, it has found a place. Yeah. I want you to push your neighbor and ask your neighbor that under the conditions of peace, I just want to know who you have shared the gospel with lately. <laughs> and if you are like me, I think, are you very shy? Because me, I was very shy. I wanted to cover my face because me, as I went there, I had gone there, <laughs> I had gone there to go and they were introducing me to roasted potatoes on a steak. And ro- introducing me to what? Some seafood that they have. I was busy chewing fish. But my Indian friend, who under restrictions, she was preaching the word. Are you there? And I began to say that, Lord, I think we need something. I don't want to say we need persecution because <laughs> another thing I noticed was the aliveness of the supernatural. I want you to ask your neighbor, when last did you see an angel? When last? When last did you have a visitation? Oh, Lady Reverend, the people in the corner over there, they are not minding me. Somebody, I think, is even on his phone. Please, can you go and investigate when last they had a visitation? Maybe angels have been visiting them. <laughs> hey! Hello? You know, I, I believe that, I, I think that some hunger should come upon us. Hunger for the supernatural. And when God talks to them, they do it. They do it. This coming week, I know you are supposed to be learning, but you now your learning is not plenty. It is, <laughs> it is our week of fasting and prayer. And we are going to fast and we are going to pray. Monday, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Tuesday, flow, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. Wednesday, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Thursday, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Friday, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. Number two, every evening, 6 to 8, we shall be here and we shall pray. Hey, we shall pray. Amen. On top of that, we are going to fast. I don't mind. You see, the only concession I'll give you is that because you are trying to learn, I won't dictate what kind of fast you should do. Uh-huh. There are different kinds of fast. No, no. You see, if you fool yourself that you are fasting when you are not, it's up to you. Uh-huh, it's up to you. But there are different kinds of fasts. Some are short. Some are long. Some are just a decision to cancel something. The Bible talks in the book of Daniel about him removing sweet meats for some, I think it was how many days. Yeah, so just do something. Amen? But those of us who are serious, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., and then we come and pray. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we are looking for something. We are looking for something. I feel that the supernatural needs to move up in our lives. Yeah. That's why I say you should ask your neighbor, when last an angel visited? I lived in the house of a woman who was a widow. She lost her her husband about 15, 16, 17 years ago when her children were 15 and 11 years old. And the man believed that 
Look, Jesus is coming soon, so everything. You are crying about your 10% tithe, but he used to tithe 90%. Yeah. He just took out what they needed to live. He didn't build, didn't do many things. And he would spend everything on the, move, on the movements of the church and on the work of the church. And suddenly in his 40s, he passed away. And when he passed away, his first son was 15. And his second son was about 11 or so. And he had his wife. Many of the women in India do not work outside of the home. So, here is this lady wondering what she's going to do with her life. Even the car he had had to go to somebody else. So, in the end, this woman is there with nothing. What would you have done if you were in an African movie? What would you be doing? Scene one. Scene two. Is it true or is it not true? And then you'll be walking down the road with your rubber bag. Me, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, isn't it true? And then suddenly some car will come and pass. It will be some Lamborghini Countach, and there will be some man sitting in it. And the man will drive, will just drive up and say, Oh, young beautiful lady, why are you crying? Because this one is a Nancisem. Is it true or is it not true? You see, you are looking at me as if you don't watch Nigerian and Ghanaian movies. I'm watching you. That's all we know. This would, we do. <laughs> Look, I want you to tell your neighbor that. Look, <laughs> there, is no <laughs> there is no Superman coming to save you. <laughs> Superman. Superman that he jumps from here to there on his... I mean, no, no, no. Anyway, allow me to continue my story. Allow me to continue my story. Ah, me too, when I came, you came and gave me songs. So me too, I'm giving you stories. <laughs> but let me tell you something. This woman didn't know what to do. She was in her house. She was lying on her bed. When suddenly her door opened and five men walked in. Three of them were taller than the ceiling. And two of them were the height of a normal person. And she knew immediately that she was having an angelic visitation. So she fell off the floor, or off her bed onto the floor, onto their feet. And these five angels began to minister to this woman. And they told this penniless woman that we've come with a message to you. The message is that the church must continue. You see, by the time her husband died, the person who had given him a piece of land upon which the church met, the person had come back for the land, plus everything. <laughs> her son, he'll say it with a smile. Her son says that people say they started from zero. We dear, we started from minus, minus. Yeah. Are you there? But there were none of the... <laughs> Please tell your neighbor, stop that, you're crying. Stop it. Stop it. And many of the people who cry like that, when you even say there's a prayer meeting for them to pray, they won't come. Anyway, I'm telling you the story. Ah, today there is by the fireside, Annie. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, the woman said that after they spoke with her, three of them disappeared. And the other two picked her up physically, sat her down on a couch, on a sofa that was there. And just ministered to her. By the time they left, this broken-hearted woman had the strength to restart a church. I visited the church. 
The church is full. Every Sunday they have three services. Oh, yes. She flies outside. You know, she doesn't even speak English properly. She can understand a lot, but she speaks in her. She goes to preach outside. Her two sons, who you would have thought would have become wastrels like some of you in the church. <laughs> one of them, one of them is an international pastor who I hope will visit us one day. And the other one, oh yeah, and the other one has a church in the UK. What am I trying to say to you? I'm trying to say that step up higher. Step up higher. Yeah, we need to become a little more supernatural than we are. Amen. Because honestly, if you don't believe God, there's no way you start. How did she start the church? Many of us, we start from what we do not have. What did she have? She had the hall that she was living in. That's where she started the church. She restarted because when they took everything, the church scattered. Her husband's church scattered. Are you here? I think we need to wake up small. Eh? Mm. Tell your neighbor that a crock run red also. It's enough. Mm. You have followed the West for too long with all that it means. And I believe that God is calling us to something deeper. That's why I'm looking forward to this week of prayer. And we are going to pray. Yeah. And you are prayer. You are going to pray much of it for yourself. Uh-huh. So if you don't come, the only person who will lose is you. And but pastor, when you're learning, you are not. You are not. Hmm. I don't even want to go there. Small agenda five, we say you should do. You can't do. Please ask your neighbor, are you able to do agenda five? Hey. Amen. So the, 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 the joking has to, has to stop and we have to become a little serious. Hallelujah. And I can give you story after story after story. And I realize that there is so much more to the spiritual than what we need. Hallelujah. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. And my prayer is that our desire for spiritual things will go up. One of the most supernatural things, you know, we're talking about tithing and, and people have reduced the argument to Oh, should I dash God some money? Like God is in need of my money. Yeah. But it's because you don't have any spiritual temperature. And when you don't have a spiritual temperature, one of the things you are not able to do is to say this is the consequence of that. Uh-huh. You're not able to because you cannot see it. Are you with me today or you have traveled? You know. So I don't really have so much time. I'm just sharing one or two things this morning with you. And, and these are things I'm not sharing in any other service. So you just, my prayer is just that you will tuck it into your heart. Hallelujah. And that God will help you. I'm quickly going to just give you a few of the benefits. It's not a benefit. You know, when you are tithing, you are activating something. Tithing is purely supernatural. There is no physical explanation to it. Tithing. How are you going to explain it? It doesn't make sense. And it's not supposed to make sense. And supernatural things don't make sense. That's why they are supernatural. Hallelujah. Ah, yo, sometimes you are very cold. I thank you for that. No, I was just going to ask for that scripture that Joshua has given to us, you know. Because, <laughs> so when I looked up, I noticed it's put Look at it. The natural man, this is 1 Corinthians 2.14. The natural man 
receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. You see? So when a spiritual thing, God has brought a spiritual thing, when you are not, you are just in your natural state, it is like foolishness to you. Why should I come to church? What's the use? I've been coming to church and what's the use? Are you there? So it's like foolishness to you. And it says, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So number one, you receive nothing. And that's part of the reason why some of you, yes, you have been trying to tithe, but you have received nothing. And the reason you have received nothing is that you are not a believer. You don't believe. Uh-huh. You don't believe. Hey. Are you in the house? You day or you know day? You know, the, this, this family that I was talking about, I mean, among a lot of very nice people I met, they live in a very beautiful home. It was not always so. And the man said to me that, this house that we live in, we believe that we are reaping the fruit of the seeds that our father sowed. And it is the only explanation because I don't know who you know whose house is on four floors. You. Mm. I said the house, ground floor, floor one, floor two, floor, th- floor three, floor four. Uh, when you are tired, they will ask you, do you want to go up by the lifts? Uh, but you see when you are a spiritual person so the guy said that the the only explanation is that the seeds that our father sowed the person who was the 90% tithano he he's with Jesus he doesn't need anything again but the seeds are still bearing fruits and that is how come and he said you see you may think oh then they are very wealthy no they came from a two-bedroom house. It was a very small house. It's a COVID crowd. They couldn't stay in it. It's the dining room. When you put the table, there's no space. Yes, it's a COVID time. Mother, father, two children, grandmother. They couldn't stay in the house. It was too small for them. They had to go and stay with his uncle because Charlie, and yes, I ever bought them. We'll go crazy here. Am I talking to somebody? He said, when they used to have visitors, they would host the visitor and they would come and sleep on the, where the table is and leave the room for somebody. Now, how do you explain going from that to a house? Ground floor, first floor, second floor, third floor, fourth floor. Say your house, you have lift. Make sure anymore. <laughs> Are you in the house? Hey, I'm watching you. You believe in miracles or you don't believe? Yeah. Small 10%. Small 10%. Look at how you are bored with God. Small 10%. Meanwhile, you cannot see how you are digging yourself deeper and deeper into the poverty. Ha! Today I'm showing you something. One of the rules. Let me show you a law that you activate. By, when, you, when you plant, when you pay your tithe, you are activating the law of sowing and reaping. And you see, it sounds so simple, but that's because, again, you haven't thought deeply about it. Amen? One of the most mysterious things on this earth is a seed. Very mysterious. Very, very, very mysterious. I want you to look at your neighbor well. Just look at your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Your neighbor has science, some height, some hair. Mm-hmm. Some size. 
Meanwhile, this neighbor you are looking at, everything came from a seed. Explain it. Explain it. Explain it. Explain it. The seed. No, explain. Where in that seed which one's eye can bear cannot even see? Where was the hair part? Where was the height part? Where was the leg part? You must understand something for goodness sake. What is it that is written? What is it that is written in the seed? It is a mystery. It's a mystery. Mm. And you need to understand it because it is one of the ways that things work. That's how God has kept creation alive, by placing things in seeds. Amen. And then you see that the seed begins to multiply. And it's not only the actual physical seed. Many things are seeds, including money. Oh, la, la. 2 Corinthians 9. Let's go to verse 6. And I finished preaching for today. Because my time... Uh, it's not my fault. You were giving me songs. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9. Take us to verse 6. <laughs> and let's start reading. If you gave me verse 6, if you gave me the NASB, I think I will like it. I just want you to read it in English. Now, this I say, he who sows, what do we sow? Is it not a seed you sow? He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Verse 7. Each one must do as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I thought we were speaking about seeds. Now we're talking about giving. Continue. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad. He gave to the poor. <laughs> Are you there? His, no, no, I haven't finished. His righteousness endures forever. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So, it is from the Bible that we get the impression of the sowing of seeds and of the giving of things being, I mean, the giving of money being a seed. Amen. And so, you are invoking, and a seed has that law. So, let's quickly run through just two, three of these laws. I cannot give you more than that. Number one, you must plant something. You must plant something. Some of you are looking to reap, but you haven't planted anything. Plant something. If you have not sown anything, you can't expect to reap anything. Amen? And the less spiritual you are, the less you'll be able to correlate, you know, yeah, what the things that happen with your seeds. Hallelujah. All right. Accept a corn of wheat. Fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. That's John chapter 12. Number two, plant in good ground. Mm -hmm. It's not every place that you are planting your seed that is good ground. Mm. Some places it will not grow. Matthew 13 verse 8 says that others fell into good ground and bought forth fruit, hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. Are you seeing it? Next one, plant large amounts of seed. Some of you, when you come to church, you have arrived and you decide that I'm only going to put in one offering. You have done yourself. It's not anybody. Mm. Yeah. 
plant large amounts of seed. Why? Because very few seeds arrive at the same at the right place. Mm. A lot. It's that the nature of seeds. They are lost. A lot are lost. They say that for a man to be able to impregnate his wife, he must have produced at least 40 million sperms in order for one sperm to fertilize one egg. And if he has less than that, they'll be struggling to deliver to born. So you here you are, and you say, well, I'll only plant the one, one seed in the morning. And that it should be enough. After all, yo, we are watching you. <laughs> yeah. Because by its very nature, some seeds never develop. Mm-hmm. Some will definitely be lost. Hallelujah. And so when you find yourself in church, you must understand that you've come to a place that is good ground. That's number one. You know, that's number one. If you have, you know, there are people who say that, hey, this person took my money. I haven't sent you to any such place. So if you went there, that's your problem. Mm. Please turn to your neighbor and say, here, we don't chop anybody's money. You bring in your tithe. Yeah. I also pay my tithe. I also pay my tithe. Yes. Amen. Mm. It's good ground. Because what is done with it is also good. And you come in and you sow abundantly one offering or two offerings. Today we'll even take an extra offering. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And you do your best. Hey, hallelujah. Are you with me? I'm just showing you some of the laws of sowing and reaping. Now, some of you may be saying that, oh, but I've been waiting now. I've not seen anything. You need to understand that even a seed that is going to be fruitful needs time to die. Your seed, it must die, and it needs time to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello? When you put a seed in the ground, does it come up like that? No. It dies under there. It even at a point looks as if it is rotting. Then the outer cover bursts, and then it begins to grow. And even after it has started growing, it needs time before it gives you fruit. How come? You put in your tithe last week. And this week, you have been looking for the fruit. Ask your neighbor that. So, so you, Gra, what did you plant? What exactly did you plant? <laughs> oh, I said, ask your neighbor. What did you plant? What kind of this thing? I think you are remembering your kindergarten days. Jack and the beanstalk. <laughs> Is it not Jack and the beanstalk that he, dro- he dropped a, a bean and the bean grew, and it grew overnight. I came to the top of the building. Please ask your neighbor, is your type jack and the beanstalk? <laughs> what, what, what did you plant? But if it is a proper seed, you need to give it a little time. Amen. And while you are giving it time, you continue to sow seeds. Because you don't know which one is going to come. Hallelujah. But your seed is going to grow by God's miracle power. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. Look at something. Paul was giving us another part of this sowing and reaping. I have planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. That God gave the increase. That's the part of the thing we cannot explain. That's the part we cannot explain. 
Are you with me? Sometimes you find a man and a woman, they are trying to have a child. They go and they physically check. Nothing wrong with the man. Check. Nothing wrong with the woman. And they are just there. And they are just there. They are there. They are there. On my flight home, I met a lady who used to be here. She was a member of the church here. And she had her two children, husband, coming back on a visit. And she said to me, it took us seven years to have this first one. Seven years. Seven years. So, planting and watering, it was happening. But for some reason, it took seven years for the increase to come. I don't know what seed you are planting, but I came this morning to tell you that it's going to, it's going to increase. I said, it's going to what? It's going to increase. Hallelujah. And so believe God as you sow. Many of you, sometimes you plant the thing in the blankness of your mind. From today, as you are planting your tithe, be aware of what you are doing. Hallelujah. Now, also recognize your harvest when it comes. Some of you, when the harvest comes, you don't see it. And the reason is because you don't understand that there are different types of seeds. And sometimes what you reap, there are different things that you reap. Mm-hmm. There are different things that you reap. Some people think that, oh, it is only money that I can reap. Oh, really? Eh. Your family, all of them. There's nobody there. Yebeka say on Mm. You alone. Yeah. You don't know that it was something that you are reaping. Mm. Yeah. As I have grown up and I have been a pastor and I've looked after many young people, I am fully convinced that three boys together is equal to trouble. Uh But I had three sons who all decided to serve God with no influence. We didn't influence them at all. To me, it was a reaping of something. I, it doesn't, I, if you come and, I, I can't give you a formula. Yeah, it's the miracle power. Are you there? Yeah, it's the miracle power that is working. So sometimes, you also need to say to the Lord, help me to see my harvest. Because it will help you to be grateful. Some of you, part of your being on campus here is part of your harvest. Hey, Please, can you ask your neighbor, can you mention 10 people from your family who are graduates? What do your neighbor say? Mm. So, so tell your neighbor that <laughs> you don't know everything. Hallelujah. And I want to end by saying that some seeds are what we call unlikely seeds because what they do, you cannot imagine it. I want you to imagine when our... <laughs> Should we call him an ancestor or forefather? Tetakwashi. What was he? Okay. You know, if you went to a proper school, they taught you that he came from Fernando Po with the cocoa seed. As he brought the seed to him, he's just bringing a seed that he's coming to plant to see how it will do. Not knowing that Ghana's road was inside. So as he has put the thing in his briefcase and he's coming, our road is in his briefcase. Our schools is in his briefcase. Our hospitals in his briefcase. Our education system in his everything was in the briefcase in that seed. You too, you are the planter of seeds. Who knows what seed you will plant today? That tomorrow is your something, and your something, and your something, and your something. I don't know what more I can say to you, but I can only tell you tithing, don't joke with it. Tithes and offerings. Keep sowing. Don't get tired. Don't speak foolishly. Over your, you see, when you speak foolishly, it's also 
It's like you have planted the seed, then now you're going to pour Isaiah where there's. Uh-huh. Be careful. Mm? Are you with me? Be careful. And decide that me, I will be a tither and I will pay offerings. Me, as I'm sitting, you see, some of you are planning that when I finish, I will work. When I finish working, I'll get a pension. I need to inform you that pension is equal to all here. Pension. Pension. Do you know any pensioner who doesn't have other money from somewhere who is doing okay? Pension. Even those of you who are working, who are earning life money, <laughs> how much more those who are getting a percentage? So you should know that, oh, they said that it is a bad thing. I never said it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not what you think. It can't look after you. It cannot. But some of the seeds you are sowing now, the tithing, the offerings, the something that you are doing now, some of them will take care of you at that time. I pray that wisdom will prevail. I pray that you will hold on to it with faith. Remembering that even people who are under bondage, they are even believing more than us. And may God cause our tithes and cause our offerings to reap a bountiful uh, harvest for us. Stand to your feet. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Stand to your feet quickly. Bow down your head this morning. And I want you to just pray. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to ask the Lord to forgive you for the times you have not paid your tithe or the times when you've not given an offering, or the times when you have begrudged him because you have thought that you rather are bringing him something and that he's fortunate to have you. And today you have come to see that it's for your own self. Lift your voice up and begin to pray. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to him. And please, it's water I'm drinking and not tea before you start. Okay, lift up your voice. Please, somebody should hold a microphone and begin to lead us in prayer. Just for two seconds, powerful prayer. Lift up your prayer. And this is prayer you are praying, Lord, my tithes and my offerings from now, oh God, let them be watered. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice Father, thank you. Thank you for helping us to understand a little more of what we are doing. I pray, Lord, that you touch our hearts. Forgive us for the times when we have complained over the little that you have asked us to do. But Lord, from now, God, as we pay, pay our tithes, as we sow our seeds, Lord, we thank you that you are the one who turn it around for our good. We are so grateful that you have trusted in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning. You've not given your life to Jesus. It all begins with that. He's not asking anything of you when you don't belong to him. 
all these laws, they don't apply to you. All these benefits don't apply to you. But you are here this morning and you are saying that, I'm not sure that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm not sure if Jesus were to come today, I'm not sure that I'll be going with him to heaven. If that is you, I want you to just pray and receive him into your heart. It is so simple. It is so easy to do. And so you are here this morning. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand where you are. We're going to pray together. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. I want to pray with you. And if your hand is lifted up, I want you to come to me this morning. And I want to lead you in a prayer. I want you to make that prayer your own. Just come. Just come. Just come. Let somebody help you and guide you. And just come and let us pray together. Just come. I saw one hand, two hands. Just come. Let's pray quickly. This one is between you and God. Just come. Oh, just come quickly. Oh, yes. Come and let us pray together. He says what you believe in your heart. Confess it with your mouth in order to be saved. just a sign to you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is saying that it's time for you to speak up. grateful for your hand in our lives. I pray that you will continue to keep us and bless us. Let us continue to be serious about sowing seeds, our tithes and our offerings. Thank you for forgiving us for our wrong attitudes and thank you for setting us right on something that is so important. To you indeed be all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name and all the saints shall say amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.